This is Tank Dale, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here with the Trash Man, back in our home studios, back from the NFL draft in Kansas City. Trash Man, I'll tell you one thing: that the barbecue in Kansas City is absolute trash compared to the barbecue in Central Texas. Would you ever believe it? I mean, I've been to Kansas City before. I. I mean, I don't really like the barbecue anywhere else. I, I honestly, I'm just kind of sick of the barbecue here too. I, I, hey, come away, trash man! What, what are you talking about? How can, I you feel like, of, how can you be sick of Central Texas brisket? Because I have it all the time. I mean, I feel like why, why do you like, have it all the time? It's so delicious. Tex-Mex and barbecue. I'm just like I can I can take a break for a minute. Now you say you don't like Tex Mex okay. anymore. I like it. I just don't seek it out. Move to Canada, trash man. <laughs> we, we don't. We don't need you anymore around here. No, I, I. I think if I didn't, if I wasn't so used to like Central Texas barbecue, I would have thought it was fine. I. 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 I hate to say it was trash. Well, what's your favorite barbecue here? Oh, well, brisket. Just anything that's kind of of the Franklin line. No, like where? From where? Uh, these days, probably Interstellar. I don't even know that place. No, oh, dude, he just got number two in the Texas Monthly uh, Barbecue Rankings. There's Regardless. a place called JNL over here at the Quickie Picky on the east side. It, to me, it rivals Franklin. It's it's incredible. I'll have to check. I'll have to check it out when I get over to the east side. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I might, might be waiting a while. Might have yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Let's <laughs> get into it. By that. We're gonna do the fantasy fallout from the uh, from the um, NFL draft for. A few episodes here. We're going to do two divisions per episode just so we can go through and hit on everything. Today, we're going to talk about the AFC South and the AFC East. But before we get started, just a quick reminder we do have the Dynasty Rookie Cheat Sheets up at rosterwatch.com. Those went up on Sunday um, for traditional one quarterback leagues and also for uh, you know two quarterbacks, super flex and tight end premium leagues. So there's two different products up as far as the dynasty rookie cheat sheets. I'm, I'm proud of how those turned out. I'm already using them in a couple of my rookie drafts. They're going, they're going well. Um, I also updated the best ball cheat sheets yesterday and a added feature of the best ball cheat sheets now is um, the, you can download the CSV. So if you want to go into underdog and upload our cheat sheet, into the underdog rankings to where it's like it'll pop up the next player who's on the cheat sheet you can do that now you just you can download that from right in the post on the site i would recommend though using the cheat sheet while you're doing it because the cheat sheet often will give you like a choice of like three or four players and just because one player's you know three players ahead on the tier you know it could be there could be a player that you'd rather take that's on the same line or on a closer line and also we know with the best ball cheat sheet um you could deviate a little bit just to like, as trash man knows, get those stacks, get those correlations, get those kinds of, um, get those kinds of plays, especially in these big tournaments, the best ball mania four tournament looks like it's going to be an absolute monster this year. It's all about the stacks. 
three million up top for that, and you're not gonna, you're probably not gonna get it without having some sort of correlation and stacking going on. So it, it, it's okay to deviate from that. Unlike the redraft cheat sheet, which will be out likely a little bit later this month or at the beginning of June, where if you follow the th- if you follow the three simple rules, uh, we will ask you not to break them and not to bastardize our beautiful sheet of paper. So with that being said, trash man, I feel like on the best ball cheat sheet, there's still, um, there's still some stuff that I'm struggling with. And a lot of it has to do with some of the things here. So maybe we can sort of talk through it. Let's start out with, you want to just, let's just start with the, start with the AFC South. Yes, exactly. Yeah. This is who I wanted to start out with mainly right. because there's one guy on that rookie cheat sheet who I think is way too low. Tank Dell. Tank Dell. I okay. think Tank Dell, he could end up being the number one receiver on that on that offense. What? Yes. Over John yes. Mechie? Yes. Dude, he's, he's going to become. Mechie he's going to. I remember how good Mechie was, but Tank Dell is good too. I know Tank Dell. Tank Dell got tanked by his forty time, but if you watch Tank Dell's tape, and he was he played well at the Senior Bowl, no, well did. enough to where he didn't have to play the rest of the. We had to, we had to grudgingly there. put him on the All Senior Bowl team. I think that Tank Dell could work his way to the number one spot on that offense. I think there's a clear path to it. They're not married to play him in the slot either. No, I like. I think of a lot of those rookie wide receivers. I think Tank Dell has the clearest path to fantasy. One of the clearest paths to fantasy relevance. Because deep, do you do you, do you remember Deep Sidhu uh, from who who did the pod last year? Deep slant on on Twitter. Who works for the Texans, like on Texans TV and stuff like that. They like Mechie in the slot. Yeah. So well, could be. Wh- where does Woods fit in? I don't know. That'll be like he, cares, really. he doesn't need to fit in anywhere. New quarterback. I mean, new, these new quarterbacks. Oftentimes, they come in with these new players who are the rookies along with them that are kind of their teammates. They, you know, that's that's something that you know certainly something to keep an eye on with Tank Dell. They also brought in Xavier Hutchinson, um, who I technically had ranked higher than Tank Dell. Just with Tank Dell, I mean, he, Tank Dell is so puny. He's 165 pounds, but I get it. You know, I get it. If if they really do think that he's one of these guys who can be like a Marquise Brown or something like that, he's not as fast. He's but he plays fast. fast. He plays fast. Right, right. Well, that's your biggest. That's your biggest takeaway from the whole Houston thing. I, I mean, mean that's biggest- not my big. That was just. That's just what I remember looking at the rookie cheat sheet. That was like the one glaring thing to me. It was like, okay, I feel like, I feel like that needs to be altered. You're right. He should be moved up. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't belong. Yeah, he's he's too low. He should be ahead of Hutchinson. He should be ahead of Kayshawn Booty. He he needs to. Be, you're right. Tank Dell needs to be moved up a good bit because we're looking. And, and I'll actually I'll actually change that here after the. Um, I'll I'll change that here after the uh, the pod because early third round is good draft capital. I mean, third, the third round was where wide receivers have, have gone to die recently. Right. Yeah. What's the only good one? Terry McLaurin recently, but I, I don't think that means much. I kind of think that's just sort of, you know, it's kind of, kind of silly, kind of a silly stat that people pull out. My, my biggest takeaway is really, you know, everything that was done to address the running back situation in Houston was done via free agency. Right. There wasn't anything done in the draft that really makes you any more worried about Damian Pierce. And th- that was a real consideration whenever you consider that Damian Pierce was a fourth-round pick last year. Behind him, 
all they have is Devin Singletary. Other than that, they have real, real scrub bodies like Mike Boone, Dario Gumbawale, Jared Dokes, and they did bring on uh, Xavier um, Valade, who Byron really liked from the uh, really liked from the Shrine game. The player out of Arizona State, he was. I don't think Valade. I'm not sure if Valade was even at the combine. But uh, if you watch his tape, he, he does remind you a lot of a TJ Yeldon type. I think that Damian Pierce is pretty safe here. Um, and I feel like on the best ball cheat sheet, I might still have some lingering bias on that sheet from the old update where I was just sort of banking on something happening in the draft to swindle Damian Pierce. So that's another thing with the Texans I'm going to need to do. I'm going to get Pierce up on the that sheet, and I'm going to make a note here to get Dell up on the rookie cheat sheet okay um and then of course just cj stroud you know yeah they got a quarterback <laughs> so, but, uh, everybody's already talked about that like crazy but of course i mean he should make the whole offense you know i, I guess they better. hope yeah i guess they kind of hope that he'll make the offense better. i feel much better about dropping davis mills in that seriously yeah. now yeah um okay the Indianapolis Colts. So they obviously go with Anthony Richardson with the first overall pick, or with, they, with their first overall pick at the 104, um, making him the number one quarterback, I think, in the in dynasty rookie drafts, both super flex and, um, and in um, traditional one, one, one quarterback. Uh, I just took him in one of my competitive dynasty. Superflex tight end premium leagues at the 1.02 right after Bijan. I just think that the upside there with him is just too absolutely legendary. And uh, I just think just from a pure football standpoint, what the Colts did with drafting guys with traits, Julius Brents from the senior bowl with those long, long arms at the cornerback, right? Josh Downs with the, if nothing else, the total downfield speed that sort of Tyler Lockett meets T.Y. Hilton sort of player. Blake Freeland, the offensive tackle from BYU, one of the most athletic offensive linemen uh, in the whole draft. They also got Adebuare from Northwestern, the uh, defensive tackle, defensive end, who tested better than basically anybody else at the combine from a from a from a a, a, a size adjusted standpoint. They also got Will Mallory, the tight end from Miami, who's just one of the most athletic tight ends. Evan Hull from Northwestern, who we saw as one of the sort of second tier, you know, if you're, if you're going to be going down a little bit and taking these guys in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, Evan Hole is a pass receiving kind of Naheem Hines replacement there to compliment Jonathan Taylor. It makes a lot of sense to me. He ran the four, four, seven. So he's got the requisite size. He was better at the senior bowl than a guy like Chase Brown who went higher than he did. Um, I think my big takeaway from this is that Anthony Richardson's probably going to start sooner than we originally thought going to this landing spot, getting, getting to work with the, getting to work with the coach who was able to mold Jalen hurts and, and all the ways that we like to, do you think Gardner Minshew is going to start for the first, what, four or five games of the season? Do you think Anthony Richardson comes right in and starts? How do you think that's going to work? I mean, we'll have to see what they do in camp. If Richardson has some semblance of, um, being ready for the start of the season, I think they'll start him. Do you like Do you like Josh Downs better in dynasty rookie drafts than Jonathan Mingo or Marvin Mims? Mingo went to Carolina. Maybe more Marvin than Mims. maybe more than Mims, not more than Mingo. 
I think Mingo has a clear path to fantasy fantasy relevance. And we'll Carolina, talk, we'll talk about Jonathan um, Mingo when we get to the Carolina stuff. I'm just I'm just asking you for the stake of the sheet. You're right. The tank Dell is too low on here, man. I'm embarrassed now just looking at it. I'm going to get these updates out right in my kids' Brazilian jiu-jitsu class whenever I'm sitting there for the next two hours after this podcast. Uh, That'll be the first thing that I do. Um, Downs – well, I guess the question is, where is Downs going to play? Does Pierce go to the slot now? Where where is Downs going to play out of? Well, I mean, I think he probably plays out. I think I think he plays. You think, think he's a slot? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Paris Campbell's gone to the New York Giants, right? So what is it? They they brought in Isaiah McKenzie. He's going to beat out Isaiah McKenzie. Ashton Doolin played, played a lot out of the slot. That guy's going to be dust. I think that Josh Downs takes over a start. You know, he's like Josh. Josh Downs is a good football player, man. He's just, he's he's puny. He's just he's really shrimpy and tiny. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think. You know, he's a guy you're gonna want, you're gonna be interested in probably at the two three turn of your dynasty rookie drafts. Um, oh, and just Anthony Richardson for Jonathan Taylor, both those guys on the field at the same time. That's exciting to think about, man. Defenses having to having to prepare for both of those guys as runners. They're gonna yeah. put some dudes on. They're gonna put some dudes on skates, man. Um, all right, Jacksonville Jaguars. So they really. Didn't do that much fantasy-wise for us, except draft Tank Bigsby, your boy, in the third round. Um, not the not the most earth-shattering pick, I don't think. I feel like you know, I would have really loved to see Tank Bigsby go to a little bit better of a landing spot, besides kind of behind Travis Etienne. How do you feel like this affects him? Uh, does it does it? bother you at all about Bigsby that he's going to be working at, at the very the I mean at the very best are you considering this to be like a 70 30 type committee the kind of stuff that we've seen maybe with ETM and these other guys before I mean I see him like as a kind of a James Robinson kind of replacement I mean I feel like they're similar kind of back I feel like Tank is Tank, Tank Tank's not as big as James Robinson he's not as big but he, he you know he, he's a, more of an in-between the tackle runner. I think Etienne's more of a guy who, you know, kind of gets to the outside um, is an option in the pass catching game. I think maybe if anything, Tank Bigsby, Bigsby might vulture some of those goal line touches. I don't, I don't really like that move for either player. I don't either. I, I, I think I, I didn't like it for either of them. It wasn't quite like Charbonnet and Charbonnet and Ken, Ken Walker. Like, whoa, geez. We'll talk about that soon. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's basically it. I think we just kind of – I think we kind of hit it there. It's, it's, they, they, they didn't really have many – Yeah, they didn't do the much in position the players. Uh, they um, – I think they drafted a tight end. Yeah, 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 they did. They, they, they drafted Josh Weil from uh, Cincinnati. But, you know, fifth-round fifth, fifth round tight end. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, no, 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 wait. I'm sorry. That was – I've already gone on to the uh, – I've already gone Ten- on to Titans. the Tennessee. Hold on, but let me just check though. Did did but didn't Jacksonville draft a tight end? Yeah, Brenton Strange from Penn State. Oh. A little bit more of a little bit more of a blocker, but but but, but you know, I was there at the draft with Anand Nanduri, and he said that Brenton Strange, whenever he when he's noticed him and he's watched them as a big Ohio State fan, he said Strange is a problem. So just something to keep in mind there. We know that they have Evan Ingram on, believe on the franchise tag for one yeah, more year, but that could do. be something for the future. 
Um, okay, now I went ahead to Tennessee, and that was when I said Josh Weil from Cincinnati. Of course, the the fantasy relevant stuff that they did was they they traded up. They tried to trade up for Will Levis apparently a few times in the first round. They ended up getting it done with the Cardinals with the second pick in the second round. So they go up and get him, quarterback of the future. I'm not sure if he's going to play this year. The big deal was Ty J. Spears, the running back out of Tulane, who they took in the third round. Um, so on one side of the coin with Ty J. Spears, you have a guy who we really liked at the senior bowl, a guy who we really liked his prospect profile, and he's going to a spot in Tennessee where you basically have that Dontrell Hilliard role completely open to you. And they're going to they're going to use somebody besides Derrick Henry as like this pass catching back, somebody who can do some things to compliment Henry. Um, and we've seen that role be one that in the past has been one that we can kind of depend on in a bye week PPR kind of deal. But yeah. it also but it also comes with the added benefit of I mean, Tajay Spears has the requisite size to be a true almost handcuff type player to Henry, not a high efficiency yield handcuff. But a, a handcuffish player who, you know, we're not going to get to that 80% of Derrick Henry with Ty J. Spears, uh, you know, by no means. Uh, but, I mean, it's a pretty valuable spot that he's going to. They don't really have that many playmakers on offense. They didn't draft anybody uh, to be a playmaker outside of the kid, Colton Dowell, who they took in the seventh round from Tennessee Martin. I mean, yeah. they're going to – it's still the, it's still the sa- same – cast of characters and um it's it's another really good pass catching weapon on offense that's the good side of the coin the bad side of the coin trash man and i need to know how much that have you heard anything about what dr chow has come out and said about the ty j spears injury no so he's saying that um so basically based on ian rapaport's um reporting Spears suffered two torn ACLs in his past 2015 and 2020. We certainly noticed that big um, scar he had, I believe down his left knee, the side of his left knee uh, interviewing him at the senior bowl. Cody even asked him if the knee's okay. He said the knee's beautiful. Um, all the rest of it. He says that um, while Spears was evaluated at the NFL combine, a test revealed a full thickness cartilage loss and no ACL in his knee. Furthermore, Spears has arthritis in his knee from his two ACL surgeries. So what Dr. Chow says on sports injury on sixscore.com, arthritic knees with bone spur, spur, spurs are relatively un- unstable, according to the pro football docs. He will be able to play in the NFL, but will have a very short career. Even with two torn ACLs, the Tennessee Titans took a risk by drafting Spears with the 81st pick in the in the NFL draft. So he thinks he's going to have a very short career. (laughs) He says that full cartilage loss and no ACL in his knee. I'm not sure I'm worried for redraft this year, but do we need to move him down in dynasty? Well, he's not particularly high in dynasty. Well, he's a, uh, I, I, yeah, I need to move him down though. I need to move him down. I mean, well, I mean, you said these, I mean, these injuries happened, what, 2015 and 2017 or 2016? 2015 and 2020. 2020. Well, you know, he had his best, I mean, like he took over the backfield as a senior. You know, he said he's 1,600 yards. Football Doc says that Tajay Spears is going to be a Jay Ajayi. 
Well, that's, I mean, that's good company to be in. No, it's not. In some ways. 45 games in his NFL career. In some way. Well, I'm talking about his, his upside. Jay they, they, they just, they just mean, they mean his, just his injury. Well, yeah. Status, I mean, um, they're just, not talking about his, his look, his man. It's definitely, it's definitely, style. look, man, it's definitely a cool glass of water down the old sweatpants. I mean, if he hadn't run for almost 1,600 yards and 20 touchdowns on what, almost 230 attempts, you know, in college, I, I maybe would be a little bit more wary, but he hasn't shown to be any worse for, for the wear. After that, after that last ACL surgery, let's move to the AFC East and let's t- start with the uh, Buffalo Bills. Of course, they take Dalton Kincaid, the tight end out of Utah, with their first selection. Other than that, the only really fantasy relevant thing that they did was they took Justin Shorter, Mister uh, Stiffness himself, out of Florida. Um, just a rocked up DK Metcalf looking dude, but one of the more stiff looking players at the whole NFL Combine. I think the Dalton Kincaid thing's interesting. I was noticing doing underdog testing yesterday, cheat sheet, just running um, instant drafts where I was just, you know, changing the cheat sheet, uploading the new CSV, just running these instant drafts, all that. I would go back and analyze them, and I did like 20 of them. And Dalton Kincaid is starting to go before Dawson Knox, which I find kind of interesting. Um, people are just super, super into him. I mean, they did use first-round capital on him. A lot of people had him as the number one tight end in the draft. Um, I think people are starting to think that Gabe Davis sort of sucks. You know, it's kind of like Kincaid is a little bit of the new star there. And um, you can maybe see him developing a connection with with uh, Josh Allen as somebody who – that man, they, they, they do need another, like, elite pass-receiving weapon. Kincaid has been cleared of all his back stuff. He should be good to go, um, but he, he's 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 not going to be he's not exactly going to be cheap in in these in these drafts. He's I've I've seen him go eighth eighth ninth round um, before you start getting to guys like oh do you know what 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 else we didn't talk about with the AFC, AFC South? I'm sorry, but Chig, Chig, Chigo Conquo. they didn't. Okay. I mean, he dude he's he's about to feast. I mean, Davenport told us. Uh, Teron Davenport told us at the combine that 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 he he's in for a big season. Like they just don't have enough weapons. Ch- like they're going to pepper Chig, but like he but Kincaid started to go around the same time as the Chigo Conquos with Dalton Schultz's, like some of these other players who um, not really Fryermuth, but some of those guys that come in that wave sort of after Pat Fryermuth goes off the board. Like you're starting to see Kincaid pop into that, which to me is. Somewhat interesting. That seems early to me. I mean, D- Dawson Knox, but he's only he's twenty seven. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe it's you know they're looking towards a future and like maybe you know I don't know what Dawson Knox's contract is right now, but I feel like maybe they you know plan on letting him go you know in the in the in the in the in the, in the somewhat distant future. But I feel like are we getting ahead of ourselves with these tight ends? We usually. You know, it's usually three years on these tight ends before they really come into play. But it's just like uh, – I mean, I'm not getting ahead of anything. The only the only place I have these guys pumped up, Kincaid and Michael Mayer, is in tight end – Superflex tight end premium. And even then, we're just talking about the one-two turn. And and that's where stud tight ends go, man. It's just it's, – it's it's where they go. When, when you get one-and-a-half PPR points for every catch that they make. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just where you need to put them. That's, that's, that's what the math says. Um. 
Okay, let's go to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I just think the biggest thing – I mean, the biggest thing here, one of the awesomest landing spots of all is Devon A. Chain from, uh, t- from Texas A&M going to Miami for the, just the speed to the Mike McDaniel offense. Um, we've seen that that, that running game – you can be one of these tiny slashers like a, like a Raheem Mostert and really make the most of it, right? And he's better at this point in his career than a Raheem Mostert. He's better than Jeff. I mean, we need to be taking A-chain before either of those guys, right? I mean, this is this is an exciting landing spot, and he should probably be, you know, as as far as I mean, I know as far as dynasty rookie drafts, he's definitely a top top four to five ish running back that should be going off the board, um, simply because it's you know you could just see this going perfectly. And trash man, whenever you watched him. You were the first to say it's like he's not bad on contact. He's not bad between the tackles. There's a lot of kind of Mostert stuff about him, but he's a but he's a younger, super juice version of that. How much smaller is he than Mostert? Well, A chain was 188, right? Yeah, which Mostert maybe two Raheem Mostert. Oh no. Two. Let me see. Raheem Mostert, I believe. I believe he's let's see. It's 31. All right. So I've seen him listed anywhere from 199 to 205, depending on when the when in his career the people are talking about him. Okay. So yeah, is what he's listed at 205 right now. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I mean I can't pull up his player page for the I uh, like it, it says 205, but like I I feel like I lo- I like A Chain. I like what he can do. I like the opportunity that's there. I just don't know how consistent if he's going to get consistent opportunities, he's going to get consistently sick, dude. Uh, the dude, they're going to clear things out in the middle of the field for some of those, for some of those wheel routes and those Texas routes and stuff like that, that, that he's so good at Texas A&M. He's going to get the ball and he's going to run dog. Like this is good for a chain. This is like the, this is one of the best possible landing spots for him. I mean, I could see it. I just, it's, it's hard for me to think, it's hard for me to think that Mostert and Wilson are just going to go away. Who who's gonna? Um, oh, of course they're gonna go away, dude. Those guys, those are the kind of guys that just go that do that do just go away. They do. They just go away. That's what I feel like. I feel like Medell has has Jonathan Taylor doesn't just go away. Loyal, loyalty to those players brought both of those players from San Francisco, dude. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's, they're I mean, both back on small deals. Like he gave up what that fifth round pick for one more year of Jeff Wilson. It's like, come on. I mean, I, just, I, I mean, I, I, I like A Chain's upside. I just don't know that he's going to be the goal line guy. I don't know that. I, I it's, it's hard for me to think that he's going to be the three down, a three down back there in Miami. New England Patriots. Um, let's see here. So, what did they? They had, they didn't do. God damn, they had a lot of picks. They only the only really fantasy relevant stuff that they did here was they drafted Kayshawn Booty from LSU in the sixth round. They also drafted Demario Douglas from Liberty in the sixth round. Uh, Booty, of course, a player that sort of on that Justin Ross trajectory. Remember Justin Ross from Clemson? Um, except, you know, Ross hurt his neck, and that's sort of why he had the major downfall from you know the heights of glory that he saw as a as a um, as a true freshman, right? With with Booty, it's just. 
the offense began to stink. He kind of he got a little bit ornery. He had some off field issues. He just you know the volume didn't come to him. He would get pissed off about it. And the guy that everybody said after his freshman season was going to be the number one wide receiver in this class after he went out, came out early falls to the sixth round, goes to the Patriots. He's going to need the Patriot way to sort of stay on um, to, to stay on the straight and narrow, right? But, I, did, I mean, am I crazy, trash man, to just hold out a little bit of hope for old, for old Kayshawn Booty? Just a little bit of hope that, you know, I mean, the only guys in front of him is to – I mean, like, I always hold out hope for the booty. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I know you do. Um, but I mean, what he's only 5'11, less than 200 pounds, and his athleticism was abysmal. It was brutal, at, right? At the but, combine. Yeah, but it's just one of those genies that's kind of hard to put back in the bottle that you see a guy break out at that age and be that good, right? In, in the SEC. And when you look at it, who else is on the team? Taekwon Thornton. I mean, I know they brought in Juju. Devontae Parker, I guess, is still kicking around there. I mean, Kendrick Bourne and stuff. It's not like these guys, I mean. Who else is there? Is there even like Trey Nixon? Uh, Matthew Slater. Matt, Rally, Matthew, Rally, Slate, Matthew Rally Slater's Beth. on the <laughs> Matthew's on the Slater. Matthew Slater's on the roster just because he is a kick-ass special teamer, dude. <laughs> just, just the just the special Devon, teamer. Did you already say Devontae Parker? Yeah, I I I, I said I thought Devontae Parker's still there. Is he still there? Yeah. Yeah, so he's still there. Um Regardless, I I don't. Yeah, think- I mean it's kind of garbage there at the receiver position. Yeah, so I mean it's like something where we could you know hope like like Trashman said, man. Hopefully, I mean I Douglas Douglas seems like more of a reasonable prospect. I mean with a, he he had a four 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 forty. Yeah, and and Byron's like what wide receiver like twelve in the class or something like that. Yeah, he could be he could be sneaky. Byron loved Mario Douglas. So maybe he's the guy to keep an eye on too. Maybe that's more of your kind of roster watch under the radar <laughs> kind of guy that gets brought up around here and just nowhere else. So that's a good. That's a good one. I need to remember. Is is he even on the the dynasty cheat sheet? Yeah, he is. But I need to move him up. I'm gonna make a note there. I'm gonna move Douglas up because he belongs above like Parker Washington. Does he belong above? He belongs above like Andre Yo Yo Yosivash. Right. I mean, I guess Josephash has a path to what being he has a dude, he has a path. He he has a path to being Charlie Football's backup. Charlie Football got drafted to Cincy too. But yeah. look, that'll be on the next podcast. Okay. Um all right, let's go to the next team. What team do we even have left in the AFC? The oh, Jets. The Jets. Okay, so oh they had the Will McDonald draft. So the big thing with them, I mean, to me it's this one is kind of anticlimactic. Uh, they, well, they, they drafted another they drafted, running back. They drafted Israel Abanacanda. Yeah. Which really just, you know, that was another just kind of nut kick moment where you're just like, well, Jesus, this feels like it definitely hurts Abanacanda because now he is Brees Hall's backup for at least the next three years, probably four. Yeah. Right. And um, you now wonder, it's like, why did they when they already have Bam Knight, they already have young MC, Michael Carter. Yeah. Why do they, why do they need him? Maybe Brees Hall. Like I was under the impression Brees Hall is going to be fine. It's yeah. felt like the, the, it's felt like with the ACL guys, Brees Hall, Javante, right. It's felt like those are situations where, 
Brees Hall was kind of going the right way. Javante was going the other way. Um, it makes me wonder not only about like where a band of can is going to be with all this stuff, uh, you know, what, what his long-term dynasty outlook is. And then also like, God, if I have Brees, you know, why are they, why are they bringing this? Why are they bringing this dude in exactly? Um, but I do think that it absolutely just tanked a band of Canada's dynasty value. He was a guy who we had ranked in the, close to the top 10, as far as our consensus, I don't have the rookie. Oh, here are the rookie rankings. Where do we have him consensus? So I know we, I had him. I probably had him the highest. Dude, we had him ranked. Oh, yes. You had him ranked five. I had him ranked seven. Byron had him ranked 10. So consensus, we had him even above Ty J. Spears and, and A-Chain. Well, if but, you look at, I mean, look at his size. You know, he's um, he's really close to he's almost 5'11", like 216, 441, 40 time at his pro day. I mean, it's like. Yeah, I mean he's an he's an explosive player. You don't think he's as straight line as I think. You think he has more wiggle, um, I, but I had no. I, I feel mean, like I feel like it's kind of the pick where if something happened to Brees Hall, you can just plug a Bonacana in there and the offense runs close to, to me. He's a very Isaiah Pacheco type player. Is it like to me? That's who he reminds me of. Is 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 Pacheco? You and Byron said he's more of a. Byron says he's more of a Ronald Jones or. a or a carry on Johnson or, you know, this kind of player. Um, I see a Pacheco because I just see the speed and the, and, and the straight line slashing ability. So, but he's, but he, but in in dynasty, it feels like he's swindled because he's sitting behind you trash man. Brees Hall. And that, and last time I checked, that isn't a good thing, right? No.